Welcome to Wrestling is Hard, where every side is the dark side of the ring. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. I'm Jim. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm all burped up, man. I eat cucumbers. It's bad news. Can't eat. I can't eat cukes. If I eat cukes, I get poops and burps. Getting old sucks, man. It does. <laughs> How was your week? Anything good? It was good. No, we were just talking about before the podcast. Uh, you know, I was off for most of the week, relaxed. I saw Bob Dylan, almost pooped my pants. Any of those, any those things interest you guys? You want to hear more about? Uh, yes, Bob Dylan in particular, because um, two girls that worked for me went to the show and were handed a note on loose leaf paper that said, "Please stop talking to it so loud." Thank you. <laughs> How was the crowd really? there? How was the crowd? The crowd was old. I mean, I, I I can't blame them. You go see a Nobel laureate, I guess, and you're going to talk over them. It's like it's not one of those shows where people are standing, jumping around. Everyone's just kind of watching them play the piano. So uh, there were some guys around us talking to that were kind of pissing me off. But no big deal. I mean, it was like 90 minutes. He's 80 years old. You can barely stand up. Doesn't sound very good. If you've, if you've ever heard of a people going to Bob Dylan, it's like known to be one of the worst concerts he doesn't sound anything like he used to, and he'll play, I don't know, like a Rolling Stone, and you won't know that that's what he's playing until you hear him utter the chorus because it's like almost impossible to understand. But I've seen him before. I wanted to go see him one more time for he croaks or I croak, so got that out of the way. All right, Pete. Chris, how was your week? Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it was Thanksgiving, wasn't that's it? Got, that's all I got to say. Yeah. yeah, I forgot all about that. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. A lot, of, lot, of, lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of cooking, exhaustion, driving. A lot of driving. Same here. I did see Bob Dylan before. Did you? Uh, I saw him. Oh, yeah? In, yeah, when I worked at the truck uh, in Philadelphia. I saw him, God, it must have been 97 or 98. Um, I met Danny Glover that night. Which was funny, and uh, but he he he, it, it, you know, this is a long time ago. It's just been, to, just to clear it up for listeners, you're talking ago. about Danny Glover as in Murtog. The act, the as Murtog. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, okay. You know, like exactly what you say when you eat cucumbers and then start farting and burping, <laughs> yep. and you say I'm getting too old for this shit. It's true. So yeah, I met Danny Glover, um, and. Uh, you know, I don't remember. It was definitely one of I'm not a huge. I'm not a Bob Dylan fan. I am a fan of the fact that he did the ultimate troll move in rock and roll history when he came out and plugged his guitar in, and everybody got real mad. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. No, explain. So he was the ultimate folk guitarist. You know, what I mean, he was like the king of folk music, and he played an acoustic set everywhere he went. And I watched, it was like, it might have been on like, you know, CNN does those documentaries like the 60s, the 70s. It might have been on that one. And then they'll break it down by like, you know, the major things in pop culture, music, television, you know, whatever happened in the news, whatever. And in the music one, they were talking about Bob Dylan and they showed him and it was, you know, it was on, it was recorded. It was on tape. Um, He came out and he plugged his guitar in and started playing electric guitar. And <laughs> the fans are like, ah! Ah, losing their shit <laughs> is one of my favorite things in music history that I know about. It's fucking greatest thing ever. I love it. So yeah, I think he a, was. 
Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you make your point. I think he was like when he was really young, he was writing all these like political songs. Right. And anybody else, you just get tired of that shit. And he started making music that was more interesting to him. And the protesting hippie people were pretty pissed off about that. Basically, yeah, he, he went electric, and they were very mad. The folksy people were very mad at him. You ruined my and childhood. Yeah, it's essentially what it was. It was one of those moves, you know, like when they when they put out a He-Man cartoon and it's fucking flawless, but people bitch and moan because you know he, Teela's hair is shaved on one side. Um, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it's a hyper specific. <laughs> but I, I remember because that because well, I. So uh, we'll get, I'll, I'll finish that in a minute. But I do remember that show, and I remember like me being very happy that I saw him. You know what I mean? Like I was very never would have thought to have wanted to go see Bob Dylan. Ended up working the show and was like, you know, got that done. A lot of people that love Bob Dylan never had a chance to see him, so I appreciated the fact that I got to see him, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, back to He Man. That's all I got. I think, this week. Oh, so. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We didn't talk about this, but you know, we you know how I never watch anything, but um, I'm a huge uh, Masters of the Universe fan, and um, Netflix had done a series for Master of the Universe that was done by Kevin Smith, whose movies I'm not the biggest fan of, but his comic work I always found pretty good. Uh, and he was the showrunner. I think Comics he may have been the head writer. Book, right? Comic book, yeah. yeah. Uh, his uh, his comic book work has always been pretty good he did a really good run on the green arrow that i liked he resurrected that character from the dead um but uh he did a uh he did a series on netflix for he-man and the masters of the universe and you know it got a lot of heat um we talked about this uh, last year yeah yeah it got a lot of heat for being woke which it wasn't uh it's one of those things where i watch uh, jimmy i don't know brandon i don't know if you you have this if you ever have these like kind of all right so put it this way it, it I, I think jim and i have had this conversation if you watch the last blade runner movie and you didn't like it i seriously question you and your love of science fiction mm-hmm. like there are certain things that are like look I, uh, you have to at least appreciate what they did you can't just say oh it sucked mm. you right. know what i mean and some things are undeniably at least decent i don't know um but uh, uh, people f- fucking hated it to the point where I thought that He-Man, this He-Man show, like, the hate, yeah, the hate on He-Man was done as like an Internet troll thing. Like they had planned it, you know. So last what was it? I think last week, the second half of the series came out and, you know, uh, big surprise. So the big complaint from the first half was that He-Man wasn't in it and it was all Tila. So it was woke because the fem- the lead was female. Um, and, uh, then they, you know, big surprise in the second half of the se- the second half of the series, He-Man comes back and kicks everybody's ass. Not unlike every cartoon that ever aired with He-Man back in the eighties. Okay. Uh, he disappears for the first 12 minutes and then the last 12 minutes he beats the shit out of everybody. It's how it works. So anyway, I watched that and I fucking loved it. And uh, it's one of those few things I might actually go back and watch a second time. And they did set it up for it to continue. Brandon, are you going to watch He-Man? Are you going to watch Master of the Universe? What's it called? Revelations, right? Revelations, yes. No, I mean, I totally get why Chris is into it. I'm into stuff like that from my era, but I, I wasn't alive the first time around. So the nostalgia isn't there for me like it would be. How about you? I will. I watched the first half and I enjoyed it. 
and I couldn't understand why everybody was so mad at it. And it was an easy watch. It was only a couple episodes. I blew right through it. I um yeah, I watched them all in one day. So I gave it a shot, and I tried out the Wheel of Time on Amazon, which people have been really hyping up. Brandon, yeah, you talk yeah. to you about this. I almost put it on. Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> really? There's two episodes. Okay. We we got almost done the second episode, and I was like, I can't watch this fucking. This shit is too fucking stupid. And I can suspend disbelief. This shit was so stupid. I can't believe people were like hype on it. I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you what y'all thinking, but whatever. Chris, you gonna check it out? One thing. Go ahead. No, uh, I'm gonna go absolutely not on that. Yeah, Brandon, good. Not to go back to this Bob Dylan topic, but one thing I wanted to mention to you guys, in particular, the Met. Uh, I had seen him a couple times before, and I don't care for the concert itself, but I just wanted – I was only going to go under one circumstance that I could get really good seats where I could get a really clear view of him. I just want to look at him. We could go for an hour and then leave. So I'm watching on StubHub, and we find these seats, and someone posts them in, like, Loge A – Seats one and two. I'm like, okay, perfect. First row, seats one and two. I'll be able to see everything. These old opera houses, we get to our seats. We're like the second level. We're right next to the stage, but like facing out into the crowd. And they have these semicircular balconies that you could probably see. If you go up there, there's it's like two feet from your seat to the edge of the semicircle. So I get into my seat and I'm just I can't see the stage at all and I'm just staring out into the crowd. I could see like the the top of the guy all the way on the other side of the stage's head. So if you go get tickets at anything at like a Met or any of those old opera houses or amphitheaters, use like a view from my seats because I was so pissed when I got there. I was like I got row A one and two and I'm just it's the most obstructed view you could possibly get. So that's funny that you said that about um just wanting to go see Bob Dylan. You know what I mean? Like I, I would yeah, check it out. The, the tickets aren't so bad. You know, I saw Bob Dylan. That's cool. Uh, I have always wanted to go see the Trans Siberian Orchestra. Are you familiar with that? They do a whole Christmas Talk performance, yeah, explosions, all this fun stuff. Yeah. But the only way I'll no, go, like commercial. And I asked, I asked my wife. I'm like, you want to go to this? You know, it's at Wells Fargo, which is like the Flyers Sixers. Is it still the Sixers Stadium? Yeah, right. Flyers Sixers Stadium, and it's fucking huge, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's an actual stadium. But um, I asked her, I was like, do you want to go do this? Because we always do something holiday-related every year. And she's like, the only way I'm going to that is if we get the tickets for free. And I was like, that's a good point. I'm not going to go pay, because they want hundreds of dollars for those tickets. I'm not paying money. I just want to go experience it and probably not stay for the whole show. It's like the first time I saw Man of War. Man of War fucking stunk. (laughs) I stuck around for like the 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and I was just like, this is too stupid, and I left. <laughs> well, you're going to have to uh, start calling into WMMR or something, try to win some. Right, right. I, I don't know. I'm hoping somebody's going to be like, oh, by the way, I have an extra one. I'll be like, yep, I'm going. Chris, any thoughts on Man of War Live? <laughs> I've seen them multiple times. I uh, wish yeah. I had my jacket still. Yeah, a plastic uh, jacket. Yeah, plastic jacket we all had. Uh, I will tell you this. I saw. So we had. We did that for a little bit. So we had. We were getting free tickets through this website that had, you know, because of my wife's job. So we were getting free tickets. All we literally had to pay for was the service fee, which is like a couple bucks. And I ended up both times. I went and saw the Who. Uh, they played at. Um, Citizens Bank Park, which is where the Phillies play, 
they got, I guess they did half of their set. I saw four or five songs I wanted, would, would, would want to see the Who live. And then I saw Magic Bus. And then I looked at my wife and I was like, you ready? <laughs> and we rolled, <laughs> right? Because the biggest thing with a band like that is, is that, so number one, it was Memorial Day weekend, which is a huge weekend for going down the shore in Philadelphia. And the other thing was that was on a Saturday. The night before was all Billy Joel at the same stadium. He was Friday night and apparently Billy Joel sold out. And, you know, I'm assuming most people made a choice. Do I want to see Billy Joel or do I want to see the who and go that? Do I want to see Billy Joel and go down the shore afterwards? Or do I want to see the who and have to wait in Philly another day and then not go down the shore? Because you can't not go down the shore if you're from Philly and it's Memorial Day weekend. So all that was <laughs> at that show were the complete fucking dregs. Nice. Like as we were riding an Uber up to the stadium, we were just like, oh, my God. And my wife's looking at me. She's not a huge concert person. She barely ever went to them until we got together. And she, I was like. Oh, you have no idea what you're in for tonight. Like, I expected all of this. And we lasted, like, you know, an hour and a half and and bailed. And I, the thought of walking out with all those people was just, like, was just unbearable. And then I think the other one we went to see was, like, the Black Keys or something. Yeah, it was the Black Keys. We got, uh, we got tickets. They played two of the radio songs in the first, like, five songs. And after the second radio song, my wife looked at me and she said, I'm good. That's wrong. And then we just walked out. <laughs> but it was great because you didn't pay anything. So you just went down to the stadium. You watched a couple songs that you liked and you rolled. I was I went and saw um, I went to like a four headed like black metal show once. And nice. Yeah. The, uh, the main event was um, fuck. It was <laughs> the main event. The main event was uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. What the fuck is their name? I can't remember. But anyway, they they came on and it was, you know, it was four bands and two two of the bands played like long sets beforehand and they were fucking intense and it was fun and then when the main event came on i heard like four songs i looked at my wife i was just like yeah i heard what i want to hear i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of black metaled out I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah i don't think i can do much more than this. Uh, uh it was what the fuck enslaved oh shit it's enslaved and I also said to her, I was like, I've now seen him like four times. I don't need to. I don't need to watch the rest of this. It feels good to to walk out of a show early, honestly. I think so too. I saw. Uh, I wanted to, wanted to go see the group Death Grips, and they were co-headlining with Ministry. Yeah. So they came on first, and then Ministry came on, and they're we're like, let's go check them out. Their first song, they blew up uh, like tw- this is at the Electric Factory. They blew up like a twenty foot tall uh, Donald Trump rubber duck, mm-hmm. and we're blasting we are antifa that was the first song and everyone starts pushing each other and we my friends and i looked at each other like okay i think we'll just get out of here <laughs> i'm good go home and lay on the couch <laughs> death grips i wish i had seen them all right should we talk about wrestling or no yeah, let's do it for a little while a little bit what are we here for i need to talk about yes actually lots of stuff all right good how about that uh I mean, we'll be beating a dead horse at this point. That's CM Punk versus MJF uh, battle. CM Punk uh, took his dick out and slapped the shit out of MJF, and this was fucking awesome. I loved it. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, man. The, uh, you know, they let it go like 20 minutes, and I didn't get bored of it. So that's a compliment enough on its own. Um, 
I think this was probably one of the better like on mic segments that AEW has ever had. And I think it works really well for both of these guys. The only negative I would say is that the specific insults they were using to each other were like making me red in the face, cringe and bite my lip when he, he comes out and he's like, uh, MJF comes out and he's like, what do you think? Punky Brewster. And I was just like, that was where I was like, funny at all. First of all, who's, who's getting that reference? <laughs> yeah, there was there was uh, some of the things they were saying back and forth were making me cringe a little bit, but overall, I, I think it was uh, yeah, probably the most entertaining thing that happened this week. Yeah, I, I liked him calling him the less famous Miz. I didn't like you know all the WWE references. They always got a reference to WWE. Always. Yeah, they went back to a couple times. Little the hustle. This was it was stuff. very much like a roast battle between two nerds. Yeah, They're just like were in particular. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Mind you, I did love yeah, it. Yeah, you know, ahead, Chris. Yeah, reminiscent, you know, when you say 20-some minutes, reminiscent of the, you know, the uh, Kevin Nash running WCW days when they would have those promos that would go 20 minutes at the beginning of every show on Raw or uh, on Nitro. But this was actually good. It was a means to an end. They're obviously going somewhere with this. Uh, I did, you know, I will say this, you know, when actually put to the test, MJF didn't come off like a canned heel, um, you know, and his usual insert city here. The fact that he was making fun of CM Punk for doing that same thing was a little kind of funny to me mm-hmm. that he's is the dude that does that every week. But he's a bad guy. Um, you know, I the other stuff, I did, you know, obviously it's going somewhere. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed this. I, I didn't really have I don't really have a problem with them referencing referencing the w, WWE stuff in a manner where it actually makes sense storyline wise because the stuff did happen, right? Like you know one of the things that kind of is we all I think everybody used to find annoying about WWE is that they or still does that they just completely will not recognize any other kind of wrestling in the world, right? And you know it's kind of stupid i mean the shit does happen right i mean and and most people do know so you know i have no problem with that when they just start basically using it a way as this to offhand like as an offhand backdoor insult to those guys right silly right 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 i'm with Uh, you you on that you know when when you're when you're uh when you're uh brian danielson and you're talking shit about how you were main event in wrestlemania that's a different story. It works. There's a reason to talk about that. But if you're going to say uh, CM Punky Brewster, you're a bad guy because you're like the guy from the other place. And that place is bad and we all know it. It's kind of it's stupid. No, you know you're I mean? also it really is. It makes more sense to insult a guy by saying he's not as good as someone from a quote unquote superior product. Right, right. Right. Like So when you reference it, you reference them as the most famous product in the world. And not pretend that CM Punk just showed up out of nowhere, poof, and we're supposed to know who he is. He has a history. Right. And we might as well reference it once in a while. As long as you're using that as not a way to insult the other product. You know what I mean? The point right. you made, exactly. That's that's what it is. Right. And that's when it works. Um, I mean, it worked in this one. Go ahead. You know, I said that before. When they, had the, when they first brought Ruby Riot out, or Ruby Soho now. And she had a promo with uh, Britt Baker. Britt Baker said, oh, you're not the runaway. You didn't run away from anywhere. You weren't. You you got fired. The perfect comeback to that was, yeah, I did get fired. And you know what? You never got hired. Right. 
You know what I mean? Like that makes it good. Yeah. When you start taking goofy pot shots, it just lowers your like it just lowers you. It, it, it's it's fucking silly. Um, but other than that, I, I was really happy with this. And then I went and I looked up what he was talking about when he said he was Mark when Punk said uh, MJF was marking out for Rosie O'Donnell. I had no idea what he was talking about. Oh yeah. So yeah. We, oh. Googled, we Googled that. Yeah, yeah. It's which was times. funny. That it was, was funny. funny. That was funny. Good, Brandon. No, I was just gonna say I completely forgot about that. I googled that as well. I was like, "What the fuck?" For Rosie O'Donnell, and that I got a kick out of seeing that interview of Baby MJF on Rosie. <laughs> I haven't watched that show in twenty-two years. Yeah, I don't know. Did he? The, 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 all right, this is the worst part about it. I'm watching it and I'm trying to look at the video to see if he had his mole yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um. And then we get rewarded for all this by CM Punk versus QT Marshall, Q Anon T Marshall Alex Jones. All right, we're just gonna pan through all that. Can, Unless you have a point. Are we gonna? Well, are we gonna talk about the the match at all or no? There's really nothing to talk about, right? What a Q Anon T Yo Marshall Alex Jones. Yeah. Not unless you want to. No, fuck him. Well, no, I. All right, I just do want to say one thing. Go ahead. Okay. So if we. You know, we love that we fucking talk shit on QAnon and T. Marshall Alex Jones, and it is 100% deserved. The guy fucking blows. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say he's good. I'm not saying that. If his being used at the level he was used because it was the pandemic and shit was all fucked up. If he has fallen into this, I'm on dark, I'm on dark elevation. I am basically a shit bag that thinks he's good but really isn't and loses to everybody when he's actually on regular TV. I like this. Right. Um, now, me, the matches, and he's a dud, and they are boring. But if, he, if he's used as Disco Inferno, I'm okay with that. Exactly. Right. And it looks like they're going down that road. He comes out, makes a fool out of himself by saying he's such a you know such a great dude, and then just gets living shit kicked out of him and loses every week. I'm okay with that. Yes, so am I. Brandon, any thoughts on that? No, I mean I guess I'm okay with it. The the only thing I thought about this match was that I don't think everybody needs to be competitive. Like if you bring out CM Punk, who's this legend, and he's fighting a fucking bottom feeder. I don't know that that dude needs to be landing like Liger bombs on the your superstar. Like we could, you could just have a squad. <laughs> right. Yeah. That I agree but, with 100. percent But I mean, that was a, there was a pan. Shit. That's been a pan of uh, AW since they started. They give their quote unquote jobbers a little bit too much juice unless they're on uh, yeah, elevation yeah. or dark. They get they get a little bit. I mean, I guess they got to fill up time on TV. I, I don't know. Cue it on. T. March, Alex Jones, you're available tonight. I need you to do 12 minutes with uh, CM Punk. Sure, you can. You, you can get in your Liger bomb. Uh, let's see. Let's pan through. Let's go to the women. How about the TBS tournament championship matches? Uh, Thunder Roses versus Jamie Hader. Uh, this is a pretty damn good match. Brandon, good. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm still wondering where they're going to go with this thing, but Thunder Rose is awesome. Uh, match was pretty quick. Slobber knocker, to use that term. Uh, I don't have too much else to say about it. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Britt Baker. Like She wants to keep the title off of 
Thunder Rosa, but she's also afraid of her. And we both we all know if Thunder Rosa loses this, that's going to be the storyline with Britt Baker. So you'd almost think she would want the opposite to happen. So I have a feeling at some point Thunder Rosa is going to get eliminated from this thing. And that's going to be the long term story with the the women's title. So. Chris, that's. She she called a slobber knocker because getting so hard hitting. You get hard hitting as a slobber knocker because when you get knocked in the head, you see the slobber goes flying all over the place and it lands on your barbecue and you get Steve Williams, <laughs> a great wrestler. He was, he was a man's man, that Doc. Doc was a man's man. <laughs> yeah, it was a good match. I really liked it. No, it was good. I really enjoyed this. They, these was really, really slobbery and uh, knockery and, uh, you know, dissension in the heel ranks, yep. which was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I would, sh- I would assume that that's the seed that's being planted. Um, I mean, the only problem, I s- I'm losing interest because this is taking too fucking long. Yeah, I talked about that before, but we have to wait until yeah. the TBS debut. Yeah. No, I get it. And and look, I you know, I preach stories like I'm always talking about how stories should take a long time. But the tournament is the story. You don't just fucking blow through it. I mean, you know, and then you use that to to plant the seeds of new stories that can take forever of all the people that don't win. They can take a long time and they can cultivate these things. But as far as this goes, this is going on way too fucking long. Well, they were doing two a week on with Rampage. and Now they're down to one a week. So we got like, this. Oh my. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Jim. No, you go. I'm sorry. They were, so they got this match. This happened. And then on Wednesday, tomorrow, we'll have Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Then I'm assuming in the following Wednesdays when we start the semifinals. The finals on January 5th. Yeah, we got to stretch it through the month of December. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't. Under, uh, I don't. Go ahead. So, I'm sorry. I don't mind that it's taking a long time that doesn't bother me but they could because there's nothing really going on that i care about and at least this is something that we have an ongoing topic but if you're going to use it for such a long period of time at least make it the the big matches of the show as we get through this thing i thought this could have easily been the main event versus the dog shit that was oh boy we're going to disagree um so coming through we got uh thunder rosa and jay cargill uh, face each other, and then next week, uh, the winner of Kristan Lander and Ruby Soho of that match will face Nyla Rose. So we're getting down to it. I don't see, you know, we're bouncing around with Jade Cargill, whether she loses or not, whether she gets his title and all this, this storyline. Let's wait till we get to a Final Four before we can figure that out, right? Then we'll talk about it. But as you said, we get this weird thing where we don't know what to do with the women and what storylines to do. They suddenly drag out the um, elimination battle royal where Riho went underneath the bottom rope. They pull it out from six months ago and they say, Riho, you're not doing anything. Let's put you in the title f- picture again. I'm not going to complain about the match. The match was a lot of fun, but this really came out of nowhere and it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on here? Why did they, why did they, what rock was Riho under that they just drug her out and they were like, yeah, you're good. Make uh, Britt Baker look really good, please. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, the, we're still in Challenger of the Month Club 
mode here with Britt Baker. And I don't, as good as she is on the mic, I, I don't know, you know, what ability she has to dictate her own storyline, but I'm surprised that she's not really doing anything yeah, to make her time as champion more interesting. Because it obviously looks like they're just waiting through this tournament f- to see how that settles out. And uh, something will circle back to her, I'm assuming, with Thunder Rose, as I mentioned. But I think she's. I didn't remember that that happened. Yeah, it was on Rampage. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Uh, oh, you mean the uh, the uh, battle royale? The Riho never technically being eliminated thing. Who would? Who would remember? I didn't remember. And then when they did it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They never mentioned it. It was kind of like the internet was like, where did Riho go during that match? She got thrown under the bottom rope. How did she get eliminated? Chris, thoughts? I really don't have any on this. You guys nailed it. It's just digging some shit up for something to dig up. I don't know. I guess coming out of this, okay, so we, we have dissension between Baker and, and um, Jamie Hayter. I guess Jamie Hayter will challenge her at some point. I, I, I don't know. Britt Baker at this, you know, I, I love Britt Baker. I really enjoy Britt Baker. She is not very good in the ring. She's very slow. I love her on the mic. But right now we're just kind of going back to this really good match at the beginning of the year between her and Thunder Rosa. And we just keep leaning into that and her winning the title. Like, she really hasn't done much since. All right? Am I crazy to say that? Go ahead, Brennan. No, not at all. I mean... It's to the point where when she comes on TV, I have to force myself to pay attention only because you know that it's not going anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. It's not that she's bad, but there's nothing developing, and that's fallen into a lull to the point where I I don't expect anything to come from her segments. Chris, thoughts? Final thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree. I agree with Brandon on that. I mean, I think maybe we'll probably see a Jamie Hayter being the reason why uh, DMD loses her title. Okay. You know? I can see that. I yeah. can also see, or, or the yeah. other way around. What the point I made earlier was that Jamie Hader ends up challenging her for the title at some point. But yeah, just just to. But I don't. I got, yeah, like you said though. I mean, it was like she she even the match which she won the title it was not. It was it was like it's like they were wrestling in quicksand. Mm. She was in there with a car sheet. Oh, was, was like that the one where? Oh, that was the swamp. One where, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the one where it was like hot out and yeah. she was looked like she was and I look throw I, up. Yeah, I made that point when we were talking about before. I guarantee you that was just like, yeah, let's get out there and wrestle. Oh, my, oh my God, the humidity. You know? <laughs> right. Uh, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Memorial Day weekend in beautiful Tampa, Florida. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, Cole Cabana uh, gets his head kicked in against Brian Danielson. Brandon, thoughts? And a tooth. And a tooth, yes, Danielson. and a tooth. Had had some teeth on him for that. Um, match was, you know, basic was what it was. Cabana got a thing or two in at home. Danielson kicks his head in, his tooth out, and then was really good on the mic afterwards. He's just like the star of this show already by far. I'm trying to – I wish I wrote it down. I'm trying to remember what he – oh, he said, I have one word to describe you. Fickle. Fickle. He brought it back, yeah. man. That, <laughs> that was is, great when he was the fickleman. <laughs> which is just so funny i'm not fickle uh we get the the hangman thing i thought that was a little bit of a good back and forth i don't know why they they had to force it in but uh the interaction between the two of them was entertaining so chris thoughts yeah i think we could have waited for the hangman thing i don't think he's done enough damage yet to really piss hangman off right uh but uh 
Yeah, I mean, it was a great match. Uh, I fucking guys on fucking fire, man. I mean, what can you say? Everything he's doing is gold. This was a little bit too. I'm sorry, you just reminded me of it. Uh, the Colt Cabana, Brian Danielson history. They like alluded to it, and they'll do this sometimes when talking about other promotions or the Ring of Honor guys. I don't totally know what I'm missing. Uh, we've talked about this topic in general a little bit more, where WWE will at least explain to you exactly what's happening when these things are going on. They do, to a fault, sometimes leave you out of the loop with what exactly the history to some feud is in, in other promotions. I know they can't show clips, but I wish they would have explained a little bit more because I, I truly didn't know that there was any history between these two outside of some uh, references that they made. Well, that's our, you know, that's that's them playing to their base. That's what we have here. Well, if you don't know, you should. Gatekeep. Yeah, and I could consider myself probably in the, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Continue. I'm probably in the top, like, couple percent of people that pay attention to pro wrestling, so I feel like I have a good enough barometer to be like, if I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, then enough people don't that you should go into more detail here. (laughs) Yep, we watch a show every week and talk about it every week. You would think that if it's missing us, it's missing a lot of people. Chris, final thoughts on this before we move on. Let's move on. We're good. Main event. Cody Rhodes and Death Triangle versus Andrade El Idolo, Malachi Black, and FTR. Brandon, thoughts? Okay, so I called this dog shit earlier. That was probably a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, I like a lot of these guys. uh, But I just don't care and i don't know why we're still running over this it's eight guys in the ring and it's at a point where i'm like still somehow getting confused who's on what team like okay uh, andrade rented out ftr from the pinnacle and he's with i think malachi black and i'm just they're getting all their moves and it's not that the wrestling itself is bad but if the storyline is meaningless to me i'm just not going to get into an eight-man tag match so chris thoughts well, there was definitely one storyline here. Yes. And that was the fucking crowd hates oh Cody God, Rhodes. Hate Cody Rhodes so much. He threw I love it. He, he he threw his weight belt into the crowd and they fucking threw it back. <laughs> I loved it. And then and then Andrade grabbed it from inside of the ring and kicked it under the fucking ring. And everybody started going nuts. Um I after they threw it back in the ring. Penta said something to him. I want to know what the fuck he said to Cody. To Cody, like I just maybe it was nothing. Yeah, maybe it was just give your belt back, buddy. <laughs> but I thought, look, I thought this. I watched this today. Okay, I don't think they could have done a better job of cleansing the audience's palate before they had to go deal with their fucked up relatives the next day. I thought that this was fucking great, man. I really enjoyed this match. I, I get it. where you're coming from with the storyline. <laughs> I mean, it's just, we're just re- fucking retreading shit over and over again. But man, this was a spot fest. And like I said, it just is like, this is the type of thing you want to see before you have to, okay, now I got to go to Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow. It was just like, I really fucking enjoyed it. It made me really happy. 
I, you know, we talk about how we don't particularly like other spot fest matches in AEW, particular El Bucadors, but this was so like overbooked in a way that the fan interaction worked really well with it, and the wrestlers were interacting with each other and interacting with the fans, and it was just it was fucking chaos. This reminded me of like a crazy ass house show match. Where it felt like everybody was involved in it. I fucking love I thought this was so fucking entertaining. Go ahead, Chris. So uh you just said it too. I think you may have hit the nail on the head. Maybe it's not the fact that it's a spot fest, but the fact that who's involved in the spot fest. When it's El Bucador's involved in the spot fest, you've been seeing that fucking spot fest for twenty fucking what, ten years now, whatever it's been that they've been around and they've been in the fucking, you know, the forefront. When you look at I mean, that used to be remember uh the my first experience with them was the um the junior tag match that they used to do at the beginning of Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it was like a a, a four way right. junior tag right. match right. and that was forever hooligans and the red dragon and them (laughs) and time splitters and it was just a fucking spot fest and we've been looking at it for so long but when they did the spot fest uh uh, at that one pay-per-view in the cage with the lucha brothers it was fucking awesome right so maybe it has something to do with who's involved in the spot fest and whether or not you really liked them as characters everybody in that in that uh match other than cody rose and look i don't hate cody rhodes I just don't give a shit. Right. And that's a bigger problem. And I think one of the issues, like when you talk about Cody Rhodes, is it that Cody Rhodes isn't over? I don't think so because they're not sitting on their fucking hands. They're reacting to it. Right. He's getting a reaction. So it's shit out of him. Yeah. He's not. Something's happening. Right. (laughs) People genuinely do not like him. I don't know. I think it's working. I think it's fucking working. I don't know what he's doing, what this, if this is part of the plan, or what the fuck. He has to be part of the plan. This is amazing to watch. I've never seen... He is my favorite mid Carter. Cody Rhodes is my favorite mid Carter. I've never seen a guy act so contrary to the fan reaction than he has. He is completely contrary to fan reaction. At least John Cena had little kids cheering for him. It looks like no one's cheering for this fucking guy, and he's doing this gimmick. Go ahead, Chris. Nobody sold more merch than John Cena. So booing John Cena that we used to hear was fucking old head wrestling fans, guys in their late teens and then and above them that did it because it was the thing to do. I mean, come on, dude. It's fun when you go to wrestling and everybody's chanting Cena su- John Cena sucks and you do it with them. You got to take place in that th- you got to take part in that thing that you see on TV every week. Right. So it ends up just steamrolling and becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. That's why people still do what? Love it or hate it. They've seen it at one point from most people. I would I'm willing to bet a lot of people out there that watch pro wrestling of a certain age. He's their favorite wrestlers of all time is the what dude and the what they want to take part in it. Right. So they see it. But this is genuine. hate. So called Steve Austin this is the what dude is the what dude. Now. <laughs> This is genuine fucking hate, and there's no way. This dude has been around long enough to know that he knows that you can't – like, he knows what he's he – he knows what he's doing. He's not blind to what's going on. It's not like, well, I mean, well, I'm eh. – no, he's – I guarantee you he said, I'm going to keep fucking doing it until when I turn heel, everybody's going to love me. I – just an example of it, and – 
when they did the introductions, mind you, this is uh, what an eight-man tag match, so it's four on four. Every single person got like a, a together come out to the ring through the buttholes, through the AW buttholes. But Cody, a cage rose up. Fireworks went off. It was so fucking obnoxious, and everybody's booing the shit out of them. I fucking love this from the from the moment that happened. I was on board. They got me. They hooked me. Cody's got me. I can't wait. To, I, you know, I've been watching every week, and I know Brandon has said like I can't stand watching him. I watch every week to see how fucking ridiculous it's going to be. It's like when I listen to the commentary in AEW because I'm waiting for them to screw up, and now they've. I am entertained by him getting booed. I think it's amazing. Okay, Chris, last thought before I push it over, Brandon. Yeah, no, I was going to say, when I watched this today and I saw him come up from the floor, I was like, this motherfucker's doing this on purpose. The more they boo him, the more ostentatious, big word there, his fucking entrance becomes. And he becomes. He gets his hands deep. His hands are even deeper than ever, and he's pulling up the energy of the the crowd and booing him. It's obvious that everybody hates you, and he doesn't give a fuck. It's amazing. Okay, Brandon. Yeah, I'm glad that we have differing opinions on something or or this. Um, you know, maybe I'm at the point where I'm I'm so over that this thing is going on that I can't even focus on the the potential for them to have a good match. I mean, the crowd's definitely fucking into it, and that's worth something. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. Maybe I'm getting I'm watching too much of this shit. I'm turning into one of those wrestling fans who's like, this isn't the way I would have done this. Now I don't like it. So. I'm glad you guys had the fresh eyes to get into the the eight man tag on Thanksgiving Eve. I can't believe it was this good. I did not want to watch it, and I fucking loved it. All right, let's move on. So next week, uh, here's what we got for next week. As if you couldn't have enough, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes versus Andrade El Idolo in an Atlanta street fight. Brandon, what exactly is an Atlanta street fight? I like that they're going into this thing now where every at first I was like they went to the Minneapolis street fight. But I guess if they want to keep doing it and have these novelty matches where they they Wikipedia all of the inventions from the local area and throw them into the match on TV. I don't mind that. Let's do a little let's do a little homework and find out what what was created in Atlanta. Chris, do you have any ideas of anything that was created in Atlanta before I start Googling it? Well, there was. So when we were actually watching Impact, uh, Faya and Flava won the Impact titles, and they had ATL chicken wings. Do you remember us having this conversation? ATL chicken wings. Oh, God, this is in the beginning of fucking COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah beginning of COVID. Beginning of the – not beginning of COVID. That COVID's on my brain. Beginning of the podcast. It was like a weekend ATL chicken wings <laughs> when they had like a buffet oh, and ATL chicken wings. Peaches. Georgia's but are they growing Georgia. in downtown Atlanta? I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Lay's potato chips, Nerf. Nerf's from there? Nerf! That should be the match. Just winging, uh, what was that? Nerf turbos at one another. We could go food fight here. They, I see from. Lay's, host Twinkies, Ding Dongs. Probably all from the same company. Coca-Cola. Uh, that's right, Coca-Cola. The Real right Housewives there. of Atlanta. <laughs> That's on one of his list. wife is was one of them. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Whose wife? Cody's. Oh, was she? I didn't yeah, know she that. was in one of those Real Housewives shows. Uh, 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 uh. Chris is now Google. <laughs> yeah, we'll reruns. see. 
I mean, I'm okay with the uh, like lean into the silliness with some of this stuff. I, if you go back to the well enough times, it becomes transparent that everybody's in on the joke. Like, I'm fine with that. More matches. TBS Championship, the quarterfinal, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. This should be good. We get Brian Danielson against Allen Five Angels of the Dark Order. I don't know who that is. Is that the guy that isn't Kratos? That looks like Kratos, but isn't is Kratos. Kratos. I think yeah. Kratos is... Kratom. Kratom is... Uh, no, Kratos is... What the fuck is Kratos' name? God damn it. Dude. It's did not I fuck Alan this up Five again? Angels. We did. We fucked it up again. Anyway, moving on. Uh, you know he's like 22? Who's that? Alan Angels. No, he looks like a fucking old man. I All thought day. he was 38 years old. <laughs> He looks like um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck the guy that was with the uh, the other guy. I'm doing a terrible job. Sorry guys. All right, let's move on. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You have thoughts? <laughs> I'm looking at Alan Angels. Doesn't Alan Angels roll Christopher with Daniels? John Silver. That's what I'm thinking of. No, Alan Angels doesn't. Yeah, of course he does. He's in the the dark. I mean, they... Yeah, but weren't they a tag team? And the Alan dark Angels order? have long like, hair. Weren't they buddies? I don't know who no. any of these fucking people No, that's, are. uh, dude, what is that guy? Alex Reynolds or something? Alex Reynolds. That's that Alex him? Reynolds. Oh, okay. That's Alex Reynolds. Alan, Alan Five Angels is Baldman. All right. Well, Alan Angels, his nicknames have been Ya Boy. I'll let that sit in. Okay. And the Southpaw Serial Killer. Oh, shit. That sounds dangerous. Let's move on. Um, and, he won, and he won the Southern Fried Championship wrestling title once. Stu Grayson is Kratom. Stu Grayson. That's and, and it. Chicken fried. Stu Grayson. Dick That's Grayson. Great. Very exciting. Exciting talk. Um, Gun Club great. versus Sting and Darby Allen. So we're going to keep going with this. A lot of uh, wheel spinning. <laughs> we got we got it. We didn't talk about Kingston is now with 2.0 and Garcia. We got some wheel spinning there. We got some wheel spinning here with Sting and Darby Allen with the Gun Club. A lot of wheel spinning. Brian Danielson is he wheel spinning? Yeah, he's just wrestling every dummy in the. Yep. It's all wheel spinning to the next pay per view, I guess. And on Rampage, we get Sammy Guevara versus Tony Nice. Stop me at any time if this excites you. And the AEW World Tag Team Championship, best two out of three falls. This actually might be worth watching. Lucha Bros versus FTR. That's the title match. Excited for any of this? Yeah, that one that one sounds good. I yeah. that one sounds good. I like I like it. At. Yeah, Brandon. Gun Club. You're stoked on the Gun Club. You got your Gun Club shirt on right now. You got your Mr. Ass Ass Man shorts on. <laughs> the butt the butt boys. I uh. I watched. I saw Darby Allen fly out, and I was like, I have a feeling it's going to be the spot of this thing, and I, I breezed over. And I did want to mention Eddie Kingston rules, though. He's too good for how they're they're treating him. Uh, he sounds more organic and like real on the mic than almost anybody on that show. And they've got him like getting kicked to the point where he's in the fetal position against Daniel Garcia. Uh, they really are nerfing this guy. Uh, <laughs> feel bad for him a little bit. He could beat yeah. somebody clean. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When they threw coffee in his face, oh my God. I laughed so fucking hard. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I skimmed over oh my, just. Oh my God! Right they there. got him. 
Oh my god, coffee. <laughs> I also laughed my ass off. So fucking hard. hot it coffee. Was so, he was like, oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest coffee. Oh, it's so good. Also, oh, Real, yeah. Wheeler Yudo. What kind of name's Yuda? Fuck, that match sucked. Which one was that? Adam Cole, Bobby Fish versus uh, Orange Cass and uh, Wheeler Utes. Um, can I pose a question to the two of you? Yes. Does anybody need to ever see Bobby Fish in a fucking wrestling ring again? I mean, is he necessary at all? No. He's hired. Do you, is that somebody you look at? You have a company and you look at and you go, give that guy some of my money. I would say he deserves more than Jay Lethal, but yeah, he's on the only slightly above Jay Lethal on the why are you paying this man? Exactly. I mean, yeah. this is the epitome of a guy that should just do the indies. So he's done. I mean, he's almost done anyways. He's, he's not a young man. He's the same age as me. He's like he's 45 also, years old. He's pretty banged up, too. I'm curious Multiple if, he's, surgeries. if he's got a backstage thing going on too, where he's working with Maybe. People. That might be what Jay Where does Tony Nice where does Tony Nice slot in that rankings? Is he below <laughs> Jay Lethal? Fuck yeah. I don't know. Tony Tony Neath Tony Neath is a, a little younger, I think, than both of them. Steroid Jay White? Is that what you know we're it looks like him? If he took it's like if he took Jay White <laughs> and he just went he squashed him down. <laughs> I had another name for him, but it's words you can't say anymore. How? Oh God. Um, how? But I was just saying that in my head to myself, and then I said, "No, nah, that's not right. You can't use those words anymore." I um. You never should have been passed either. <laughs> or now. Just digging this hole. Just digging this hole deeper. Just, you, want to, you want to drag? You want to drag the tombstone yeah, out before you, throw, you or what? Can you grab? Can you grab me? A, can you throw me a rope out so here, I can pull dude, myself out of here, man? Please. Oh God. <laughs> Super kick. Oh man! All right, so that's your AEW. Do we got anything else? Oh, the uh, Japan's locking down Ooh. again. <laughs> Go ahead. I do have something to add. We missed it. I had it in my notes. Uh, at some point, I get, no, it was during the coffee in the face thing. <laughs> I believe Jim Ross went. Where's to- we need Tony Guerrero? <laughs> He did say that. <laughs> Where's Tony Gregorio when you need him? Because the gang was out there and they uh, couldn't break it up. Does Tony Gregorio work for them? No. That's an yeah. old reference. Tony Gregorio, I think, is R.I.P. I think so. I'm going to look him up right now. Give him a goose. Gregorio is with us. He is with he's us? 75. All right, so he's still kicking. He's he New Zealand's yeah. greatest athlete, right? 100%. I think he's from New Zealand. Well, I have one, one question for you guys. Orange Cassidy, are you still enjoying it on a weekly basis? Yeah, it's fine. It's not for me. It wasn't for me at the beginning. I got into him. Now it's not not for me anymore. Yeah, it's kind of getting to a, the point where I feel the exact same, and I, I'm wondering if he'll go anywhere beyond this, because the slow kicks to the shins thing, it's like it's humorous. I like the idea, but that's not going to – you're not going to become a star – beyond what he is now unless he changes in my opinion so i'm curious if he's going to evolve or this is just what it is i mean the crowd gets a kick out of him i'm just kind of over it i um we discussed this may i add one year ago we discussed this and how you because this is our one year anniversary uh you had mentioned a it is yeah it's our our 53rd episode oh congrats guys yes well done we haven't gone far but we i'll say we've been better 
Not much, but better. To do every yeah, anything fifty-two weeks in a row is. Brandon, got finish your thought. Easy. To do anything fifty-two weeks in a row is not that easy. So no, give Go us ahead, a little Chris. credit. Go ahead. So do you think that now that uh, they've done the rounds as a company, you know, they traveled the country, then they shut down for a year. Now they're traveling the country again. Now everybody's getting that second look at Orange Cassidy because once again it becomes, oh, I got to see it live. I got to see it. I got to be there when it happened. Once you get that second or third round, he's going to have to change that whole whole thing. I can't. I'm not going to say that I'm not entertained by it. I still find it entertaining. I am. I don't like it every week, but once in a while I do enjoy it. He doesn't have to be on Dynamite and, L- or Dynamite and uh, Rampage every week. Also, uh, Dynamite and Rampage numbers are fucking dreadful <laughs> right now. Nobody's watching it. I don't think anybody's watching anything because it's the, the Thanksgiving holiday besides football. But, uh, yeah, it ain't looking great. Huh. Well, that's good for us. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it. Just listen to us, and we'll tell you what happened. We or listen, please watch subscribe, it. And, and like and it, listen subscribe. And then listen to us. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I was being sarcastic, but I don't know what's better. Maybe, maybe if we can siphon off a little bit of that depleting audience, they just start coming at us for the news. <laughs> right. I uh, I remember our speaking of our one year anniversary, we had our really bad um, Wrestle Kingdom review. I'm just assuming anything a year ago was probably terrible. I'm not going to listen to it again. We had a Wrestle Kingdom review, and it was like we got like a hundred and some downloads. We've never touched that. I don't know how bad it was. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we just we churned through a hundred people, chewed them up, spit them out. Oh just my like, what the God. fuck are those guys talking about? They don't know anything about Jay White's capabilities. I don't like that. They don't agree with me. I'm going to go listen to uh, Jim Ross's podcast. That was just well, we're still here, folks. Yeah, we are. We're still going strong. Oh, by the way, speaking of last year in Wrestle Kingdom, Japan's locking down again, so all our hopes and dreams of foreign wrestlers going over and wrestling are down the fucking toilet, brother. Thoughts? Go ahead, Brandon. Is that for real? It's that kind of lockdown? Like, no no one's coming in, no one's going out? Yeah, no. Or not just, like, no live crowds type thing? No, no they're sticking with, it's just, uh, they're locking the borders down. They're just, uh, only nationals are allowed in. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, I mean, I hope that they still have a crowd for this because it's so far out in America that I, Wrestle Kingdom could take a big hit in my personal interest if it's like an empty thing again. I'm assuming they're going to have to be silent. It's a big hit. Figure yeah, right, it out. Right guys. now, it's they're not changing this the um, the rules. They're just not letting okay. anybody in as of right now. Because Brian Danielson specifically is not allowed to be there. <laughs> anybody we want to say. Well, the thing is, is that, okay, so Noah, Pro Wrestling Noah, has this big show. They announce a uh, January 1st show, and Kenta, former employee of Pro Wrestling and Noah, who works for New Japan Pro Wrestling, is announced for the show. The problem is, is that he's in the United States. Can he get to fucking Japan? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if he's going how it works. I don't know enough about uh, visas and national, you know, national borders to give an answer to that. 
But that's very disappointing because that would have been a big fucking coup. Go ahead. I mean, he's begging for CM Punk. Maybe they'll have, they'll get some of that going while he's stuck over here. He can lay down for CM Punk. CM Punk will be 25 and 0. MJF would have <laughs> lost to uh, Darby Allen, Kenta. Kenta don't give a shit at this point in his career. He just takes losses. He takes the L's. Chris, any thoughts on this? No, I mean, were we? I think we were looking more along the lines of uh, of a G one for Danielson. Well, we were hoping. I mean, we mentioned hoping him doing an appearance at Wrestle Kingdom. They have two days of Wrestle Kingdom, not including the third day at Yokohama, which is the NJPW versus Noah show. Which is that's only the really the only one I'm interested. Well, that's the one. Last week we said that's the one that's that's the true Wrestle Kingdom for us. Yeah. But, you know, you start throwing foreign names in there, like a CM Punk, like Jericho, like um, Danielson, then all of a sudden I'm going to give a shit. Oh, God. Yo, <laughs> we didn't even mention it. Okay, because we didn't talk about the match. So why the fuck did Jericho come to the ringside and help Eddie Kingston in that match? Do you guys remember this? I yeah, I don't know. I have nothing to say. I don't know. Ah, enough. And his fat gut. And he comes to ringside all slow because he can't really run anymore. Oh, so uh, let me just let me tell you a little story. Okay. So I, I watched this, and he got to the top of the ramp, and he started running he down. Himself. And I don't know what was funnier, him running down or Eddie Kingston getting coffee thrown in his face because he <laughs> ran down like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with these He really dudes. tried to, to bury into that uh, square head joke he ran that back like three times and you got square spongebob square head god he fucking stinks Me. and there's like 20 people in the crowd are like spongebob square SpongeBob square. <laughs> sorry i didn't hear you say it again SpongeBob square. fuck <laughs> yeah jericho stinks i can't wait to see him at wrestle King. can't wait to see him beat okada at wrestle kingdom though. that's not that's not happening i'm kidding yeah, Brandon. Any update on uh, Shibata and what they're doing no. with him? He said he's... Nothing. Yeah, doctors have not cleared it. He's special special appearance only. They'll start announcing uh, matches after the... Uh, they'll have the big Christmas... New Japan is late in announcing matches for every fucking show. So if you're expecting news now, you're not going to get it. You'll get it for their Christmas show. And then we'll okay. have two weeks to Wrestle Kingdom, and then they'll start dropping all the matches. But... I think that they're playing it smart by leaning off foreign investment, foreign dudes. I think they knew this was coming. Kind of sucks, man, because they just announced that they're going to be allowed to cheer at the shows. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I'm still stoked. Do w- nobody cheers at WWE shows. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> no masks, no rules. <laughs> nobody cheers though. They just pump it in. <laughs> Like the time it was like, wow, yeah, everybody sucks like 16 time champion John Cena. Oh, I forgot all I that. just thought of that the other day. I was at the gym and I just started laughing because I thought about that when that <laughs> happened. I was just like, it oh my God, I can't believe they did that. It was, what match? Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, they pumped in cheers. I think it was Drew McIntyre Mania or something. Yeah, they pumped in cheers but forgot to edit out the 16 time champion John Cena part. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love it. So yeah, uh, I don't know. 
Oh, go out of your way if you're. Uh, I told you about Russell uh, Russell Universe free month if you sign up now. You just got to pay in January. Uh, the last Noah show, Nakajima versus Keno. Jesus fucking Christ! Sixty minutes of two dudes beating the shit out of each other. Totally worth checking it out, or go look it up online. I'm sure it's available on Daily Motion. Excellent. You match. had a late night, huh? I did. I was up all night. I was drunk, boy. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, I got cut early. I cut myself, of course. I came home and Tina was, oh, sorry, my wife was watching something on TV and I wasn't interested, so I went. Who was more frequent? Yeah, I went upstairs and I you was just, just like, give up. She's watching. You know what she's watching? Dopes. That show, Dope Sick. Brandon, are you checking this out? No, we talked about this. I don't watch any TV shows. I'm strictly YouTube. Yeah. Okay. What's going on with Dope Sick? No, it's well, just, it's know. the telling of of Purdue Pharma. That's and they're use of oxycotton and oxycodone it's a dramatization of stuff that's still happening so it's kind of weird sounds like a blast yeah it's not and the acting is terrible I... and the fucking wigs are some of the worst shit i've ever seen in, in my entire life but she watches the show and then i got tired of it and i was like you know what there's a tv show i want to watch and i went upstairs and watched noah until five o'clock in the morning or whatever the fuck it ended i was having a good old time chris good um I was going to say, you know what? My wife is watching a show on Netflix, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys are aware of this. I was not. It's called You. Oh, about the, the creepy uh, serial killer Basically dude? Dexter. It's basically dating Dexter as opposed to cop Dexter. But he – wait. You is the one where, like, he wears it's a baseball a cap killer. so they can't – they don't know who he is because he always wears his baseball cap. I think cap. that's only in the first season. But, but that's part of it. And also yes. he um he narrates the whole fucking show. He narrates it's narrated like thought bubbles in a comic book. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. So Yeah, my and, wife watches it too. So so the other day it was on and I said, Can I not look at this dude's face anymore? Or hear his ever hear him hear him emote his every fucking thought. It's brutal. My wife is totally, you know, this show sucks, but I'm hooked on it. Dude, I watch uh, yeah, Japan Sinks. I think that's sinks, more of it with mine, too. Japan Sinks People of Hope. Oh, my God, what a terrible show. So it's basically the story of Japan sinking. It's a drama. And it's the scientists and politicians trying to save the people of Japan and arguing and fighting. It's very dramatic. It's in, like, three boardrooms, a laboratory, and a rooftop where it's overlooking the sinking Japan. That's the only sets. It's fucking awful. Sounds I awesome. It. I watch it every week. What on is Netflix. this on? It's on Netflix. What? All right, let me ask you this. Yes. What was Silverhawks on? I have no idea. Well, you said something about Silverhawks. Well, I was watching Seinfeld, and she was on it, oh, okay. and I was like, who the hell is this woman, and why is she in this show? And so, okay, to explain to the listeners... I was watching the episode of Seinfeld where um, George has sex with a woman in the kitchen and he thinks he knocks her up because he's using bad condoms. Well, the woman, I was like, well, why does she have so many lines? Who is this person? i got to find out. So I look her up. She was on, like, Friends and stuff. Shit, I don't watch. But then I saw she was a voice actor and she was on. She was the voice of every woman on the cart, 80s cart. Well, not, yeah, 80s cartoon Silverhawks. And I was like, holy shit. Silverhawks. So now I want to go back and watch it and see if I can catch her her voice. What's her name? Chris? Yeah, because I I uh, oh geez I forget. I'll tell you what it is right now. 
it'll come up. I don't know. Her Deborah name Messick. is. No. Her name is. Maggie Wheeler. Maggie Wheeler. Maggie Wheeler. She was in that. She was in. She was Janice in Friends. If you ever watch Friends, you know who Janice is. She's in a ton of them. And then she's in. She was in Raymond. She's a sitcom. Apparently, she was the going to be the wife in Raymond. But she lost the, lost the part to uh, Patricia Heaton. There you go. Things you learn when you're bored in bed. There you go. <laughs> you're like, oh, this. Things you do when you're flipping through the phone. Like, yeah. oh, I use it for constructive things. Like finding out that Maggie Wheeler was supposed to be the wife in Raymond. <laughs> Brent, any thoughts on this? <laughs> no, I haven't watched anything on Netflix. The last thing I watched on Netflix was that Love on the Spectrum. So maybe I'll have to check it out. I have no idea what that is. What's Love on the Spectrum? Is it what I think it is? What? It's aut- autistic people dating. Oh, I have no idea. No, no. I never never knew it was in the thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought that shows. was pretty entertaining. Yeah. We, we, we always have a show like that we it. watch. That's it. I don't want to go out on a limb here. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Netflix is a complete and utter horseshit waste of fucking money. I don't think so. I get a lot of entertainment out of it. All of Seinfeld's on there. It's worth it for that. Ten bucks a month. Whatever the hell it costs. If you want to watch people we'll go on a blind Start. date and, and play Nintendo Switch next to each other at a hibachi restaurant, that's on Netflix. I recommend that. What is that? <laughs> this is level on the spectrum. Oh, okay. <laughs> two two people play uh, Zelda next to each other at a hibachi. <laughs> I wish. All right, should we get out of here? Do we have any pay-per-views next week? No, right? No, we ain't got shit. No, no, War Games. Oh, yeah. Sunday. Are you going to watch it? Do we have to? No, we don't have to. You you mentioned it. I would have never mentioned it. Hold on, let's look at the uh, War Games. Uh... Look at the War Games What the fuck's that company called? War FNW? Games is sometimes... Yeah. NXT. <laughs> NXT. War Games is sometimes games. fun, though. Yeah, it is, but I don't know who anybody is now. Yeah, neither do I. Tony D'Angelo. 2021. My uncle. War games. Let's see what we got. Uh, we got... Here's your matches. You ready? Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, whoever that is, and uh, Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai, Toxic Attraction, who's Mandy Rhodes, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane in a War Games match. Toxic Attraction? Yeah. Gigi Dolan, I'll Does tell it... you. Mm. Go ahead, Chris. It doesn't really do anything for. I mean, the the it's got some names, but not enough. Well, it's got Gigi Dolan, and I'll watch. Dolan, I won't pay attention, but I'll watch. How about this I'm one? Sure, Peacock will take a dump. Yeah. Hair versus hair match. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Wellington Hudson. Hey, what the fuck? Next, the Australian meat pie is getting his his head buzz. I guess so. Tag team match for the NXT Tag Championships. The Imperium versus Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner or Legado del Fantasma. Either Joaquin Wilde or Raul Mendoza. Von Wagner. Chris, tell me a little bit about Von Wagner. I don't I don't know. I have okay. nothing for you. He's a very ugly man. Okay. Excellent. I mean, that's all I got. Singles match for the NXT... Cruiserweight Championship. The champ, Roderick Strong, versus someone named Joe Gacy. (laughs) 
We know who Joe Gacy is, don't we? Do we? Joseph Ruby. I'll Google him while Joe you talk. Gacy. I can just put on a link real quick. I have no idea who this dude is. Oh, he looks like CZW. Kevin Owens mixed with John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> no, I don't know who that guy is. I'm sorry. John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> and Roderick Strong. Brandon, any thoughts on that match? <laughs> this guy does look weirdly like John Wayne Gacy for being called Joe Gacy. I'm, I'm disappointed he doesn't come out painted up like a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. He does play a crazy person, right? If I've seen yeah. vids of this, Mr. Joe Gacy acts like uh, like Hannibal Lecter. So we have a John Wayne Gacy themed director. Wrestler so competing for the title on War Games. I think yeah. so. I think so. That needed to be changed. NXT needed to be overhauled. Yep. I'm Give me someone this... like Gacy. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy, the Gacy. <laughs> the, the I wonder. If, so Gacy. Vince has. I'm telling you right now, Vince has no idea who John Wayne Gacy was. I None. wonder. None. The big thing that Peacock put out is a like six part John Wayne Gacy documentary. That was like an all when I would watch WWE pay-per-views, that was like all of the commercials I would get was like, watch our John Wayne Gacy thing. I wonder if they put in a John Wayne Gacy character because that's like a peacock thing. Oh yes. Wait. So he wears like a gray shirt and black pants. That's his getup. Oh, he, he's the woke guy. Oh, he's the woke guy. Okay. The woke wrestler. I don't know what that means. He's like, women should have a chance. Boo. <laughs> How do you? All right. How about this for the main event? Tomasha Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dune, and L.A. Knight, the old dudes, versus Braun Breaker with three Ks, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson. Do they not see this? Grayson Waller. Who the fuck is that? And Tony D'Angelo. Who you got? Chris, who you got? I don't fucking know. Do they not see this? What's that? Does he actually have... No, he has two two wrestling, two cases. I was going to say, does he actually have... Yo, oh, fuck. I wouldn't put it past him, but... All right, I'm looking who Grayson Waller is. So he's got I see a picture of him in a a Wahlberg baseball jersey. Yeah, he does have a Wahlberg baseball jersey in. What is... Is he one of the Wahlbergers? He's one of these Australian guys they dug up. Is he wearing, like, fight clothes, or are they, like, baseball clothes? What the fuck is he wearing? I see an image of him wearing boxing gloves. Uh, What is this? What the fuck is going on on 205 Live? Before we... To, to finish this, can I just say one thing? What's going thing? on on FMW? God. Can I say one thing? I just want to apologize for the two of you for bringing up War Games. I am very sorry. I didn't know that we were going to go down this fucking hole. This is terrible. What happened to NXT, man? Remember how good it was? It was, it was good like good. six months he ago. fucking ruined it. So he's got, he okay, he's an Australian it. dude. He wears, wait, he wears like baseball gloves with like, Boxing shorts? What the fuck is it's this? It's like he's like, like there's a lot of pictures of him drinking a red solo cup. I think he's supposed to be like a frat guy. Okay, an Australian frat guy? Are, are frats big in Australia? I have no idea. 
got a, fra- a frat guy and Tony D'Angelo. They're probably not winning. Right. Braun Breaker with three Ks. So who we got? Who's winning all this? Us, because we're not watching. Chris, you're going to watch it, right? I'm going to go big fat negatorio on that. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts before we go home? No, I'm just sorry I brought up NXT.9. <laughs> Brandon, questions, thoughts, anything I forgot? No, I think we're good here. Hour 20, that's pretty good. Yeah, we're good. We're at. Something like that. We did our time. Thanks for giving us so much to talk about, guys. Appreciate your business. <laughs> Fucking assholes. I have to tend for my cat now. i got to leave. Oh, my poor sorry, guy. man. He might have cancer. We're going to find out tomorrow. Poor little buddy. My best buddy. My son. I only have one son. Hopefully it'll be okay. All right, let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hard Number Four Wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Thank you very much. You've been here for, from day one. I apologize for the early episodes. I hope we've gotten better, at least more entertaining. Maybe not better. And to year two, I don't know. We'll see how AEW does. If their ratings don't raise, we might not be raising our flag much longer. And for Brandon and Chris, I'm Jim. We'll be back in the next week.